Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Hey, Chan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch. And you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime right here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com and revolution.radio. Uh, it's uh, just want to say, I guess, good evening, uh, I guess good evening to late afternoon to all of you listening in the United States and Canada. And, of course, a good late Thursday to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And, of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or our FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. It was a very hot day here in Riyadh as temperatures hit 98 degrees under sunny skies. It all turned out to be a very nice evening, however, as temperatures fell rapidly down into the lower to lower 80s, up for 70s. Really a nice night. Uh, as you know, being out and about, actually, just, I couldn't enjoy it, but it was a nice night. Current temperature sitting at 73 degrees under clear skies, slight breeze of about Six miles per hour coming out of the south-southeast, and overnight lows will settle at 69 degrees. And for the most part, we're going to turn around and do it all over again tomorrow and then for the next few days, and we actually might see our first day hitting up into the century mark sometime early next week. And that's going to start here, the Ramadan season. Tonight is actually the last real free night, it looks like, uh, until... uh, Saudis and the Islamic world will go into their month of Ramadan. That is their month of fasting during the day. So work schedules are going to change, and people are going to be obviously within a day or two. They don't last very long on this fasting stuff. But uh, people become a little bit zombified, and we will eventually, I guess, uh, struggle through a month of uh, really laid-back work schedules, relaxing evenings, late start mornings and essentially it is a it's a a month where everything goes into about 60% productivity if you're lucky in some cases sometimes a little bit less than that i know uh with people i'm associated with we're going to see productivity levels fall probably below 50% over the next week or next month and so that's just the way it works uh, that's ramadan and uh, we like it uh, for that reason i guess it's kind of like a holiday during the middle of the year for those of us who are not uh, Muslims. Of course, we try to respect them. We don't drink too much water in, in their faces or eat while we're at the office and doing things like that. But nonetheless, Ramadan will be starting tomorrow night. So whatever I got to do that is kind of on the, I, I guess the, uh, what's the word here I'm looking for, on the, 
Uh, <laughs> there is a word for this, guys. I really have it, but it's the tip of my tongue. Um, I forget the word. Anyways, uh, but I got to do things tomorrow. I got to buy things tomorrow before uh, things start to shut down a little bit as things go into the uh, Ramadan holiday. Uh, Saudi Big Five. It was a big show here today. Actually, it ended tonight. It was a big uh, trade show. I wouldn't call it big. I mean, it's not a mega show like the shows I've, I'm used to working. But as far as trade shows goes, this was a construction and mining trade show, really having to do with interior decorations, uh, mining, equipment for mining. Mm, just uh, what else? Um, I, I don't know. Just things that support, I guess, the construction business, things in the metalworking uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big expert on this stuff, but uh, I did work the show for four straight days, and it didn't end for us until about ten. I don't know. I think I got home at about eleven forty tonight. Had a quick dinner and jumped behind the microphone here with about six months, six minutes to spare. But it's been really busy. But the important thing about this particular trade show is that, you know, there's, I think, 24 to 25 countries now that are not requiring any testing, any vaccines in order to visit. And Saudi was listed as one of them. So what I did, they were in this trade show. We had uh, companies from Poland, Germany, Slovakia, Austria, uh, of course, the Middle East. Where else? I didn't see too Well, we, of course, had some American companies there. Uh, UK, I didn't see too much from the UK. It seemed mainly, I guess, Italy. Italy was there. Uh, that You know, it seemed like more of an Eastern European show, now that you think about it. Eastern Central European show, along with the Middle East. And I asked many, many people here. I said, did you guys have to have a vaccine, uh, proof of vaccine to come? And did you have to take a PCR test and all that kind of fun stuff? And everybody said no. They were actually able to come without any vaccine requirements, without any PCR testing requirements. So, uh, again, I have not heard any. It's been so hush-hush, but I have not heard any official announcement from the government regarding this thing. So I don't know if they're just trying to not piss people off or what's going on, but I can assure you that uh, based on the information I received today and this week, uh, Saudi is one of the 25 countries that has dropped for the most part, uh, many of the restrictions regarding this COVID nonsense. That does not seem to be the case for some of the locals. They seem to be very strict with the locals. I'm classified here as a visitor, so I fall under a different classification, and that is all great stuff because that means that things are going to become much easier. To the, So for those of you out there that were trolling me, thinking you understood the big picture and the big game, well, guess what? You're going to lose again because you don't have a clue what is going on, and those of you who are trolling me, you know who I'm talking about, but I get a lot of people trying to troll me about how essentially they think they know, uh, let's say, geopolitics in the Middle East and what's going on in the world a little bit better than I do, when I'm the guy that's out there, and I can assure you that so far, everything is moving just fine, it's not perfect, obviously, but we do have 25 countries now opened up entirely. And 25 out of 198 main countries is a really good thing. Now, of course, we still have a lot of work to go in turning back this absolute totalitarian medical system. And I hope we can do that. I don't know if we really will be able to, but certainly we must keep trying. 
And with everybody's effort and res- resolve and sticking together, again, we should all do that. I saw Kyrie, I think his name is Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure exactly, but I think Kyrie Irving, he's a big basketball star, played in New York, was supposed to play in New York, and he was basically not allowed to play because, quote-unquote, he's not vaccinated. And he made the comment just the other day of saying, hey, look, everybody who is not who is unvaccinated at this stage, everybody absolutely needs to stick together. And it is very important. Now, I've been checking some of the boards on the vaccine status and travel and things like that, and... You know, for instance, in Saudi Arabia here, the Philippines, which is, of course, someplace that I would like to go, is not recognizing any of the vaccine passports for Saudis. And the reason for that is because, as they give it, because Saudi doesn't have a reciprocal agreement with them. And it's it's like, again, you're so far behind the curve. If you're from the Philippines, you can just come. There is no requirements for vaccine passports and all this other nonsense that is going on. At least they've they've implemented that here. So what do you mean with there's no reciprocal? Uh, the, the reciprocal would be you just open your freaking country, morons. But they're not going to do that. You know, we have so many places in the world where the medical industry is an entrenched totalitarian mafia. Now, nowhere is it, of course, worse than in China. Some of the stories coming out of Shanghai are so absolutely insane sounding that it's almost like too bizarre to be true. And I'm going to have to call some people I know and see what's going on in China without them getting into trouble. But, yeah, some of the things I'm hearing coming out of China are absolutely insane. Whether or not this is, again, true or not, you know, who knows? Because we're dealing in a world where misinformation, disinformation reigns king. And so we must be careful how we, uh, you know, I guess, accept and consume various media channels out there. Anyways, I uh, just want to say good evening, good hello to those, and good afternoon, good morning again to everybody. First of all, in the chat room, you can join us there, InsideTheILive.com. That's InsideTheILive.com. And then click on the live chat button. Already it is humming in there. Which is again, wow! I'm actually thank thank you guys. You know, long day, long week, tough week for me here. To be honest with you, uh, just been a very difficult week for just many different reasons. But uh, when you come in, you do the show. Uh, awesome! Thank you so much for that. Telephone lines three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. We'll open up the uh, phones after the first half hour here. Uh, looking out, uh, of course, tomorrow, today, actually, today, 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 Russia, today for me, it's April the 1st, April Fool's Day, huh? In case you haven't heard, President Biden is uh, uh, president, of course, April Fool's type of stuff there, right? But uh, Russia is going to start selling their oil and natural gas in rubles only, starting today. And I, I've heard that some of the European countries are absolutely in a panic. They're they're like uh, screaming, uh, pleading with their populations to save energy. You know, they're starting to implement some of their emergency energy plans. And really what it boils down to is this, based on some of the comments I heard in a recent speech with Putin, I think today even. And essentially it went something like this. Look, we provide natural gas in to the European consumer. And of course they pay in, in Euro or in some cases, some of that gets converted to dollar, but basically Euro. 
And so what happened is that after the invasion, and it's not really an invasion, let's just say a, some type of a special operation going on in Ukraine. After that operation went into play, Western nations froze the accounts of R Russia. So you have all these hundreds, literally hundreds of billions of euros sitting in bank accounts right now that Western nations have frozen. And, and as Putin put it, he said, essentially said, look, what's happened here is you're the, the European consumer is paying in euro. And then that euro gets deposited into our accounts. And then those accounts get frozen, which means we don't have access to those accounts, which means that essentially what the European nations are doing is asking us to deliver oil or gas and natural gas for free. And we're not into doing charity. That's not our business. So if you want to start buying natural gas, since we can't get to our account, you open up an account in Russia in ruble. You go out, you buy rubles, and you pay us in rubles. And that's really the rationale here. It, essentially, and, and when you think about it, to those of you who know, I guess the, the direction or let's say the editorial theme of this show, we have a firm belief that our nations are essentially run by a Jewish mafia. You can call them Kazarian, call them what you want, but it's really a dualistic monopoly. It is satanic. I think we should we can really start to call it that and be fair and about it. We're talking about this leftist, neoliberal, Bolshevik, Jewish Bolshevik, satanic operation. And I think that's a fair way to put it. But this operation, for the most part, well, not even for the most part, it doesn't believe in fairness at all. It cheats. It lies. It steals. It does whatever it can to stay on top. Now, what's happened is that you, as a consumer in the West, uh, for most of you, I have listeners that are in the West, and uh, pretty much everybody, but especially in the United States, Canada, Europe, we are being held hostage by a particular mafia, this criminal mafia, that truly believes that everything belongs to them. And they will basically steal everything if it's not nailed down. And in this case, what are they stealing? They're stealing Russian assets. Russia provides the oil, the natural gas. It gets, again, put in these euro counts. And these great, wonderful Jewish people essentially making the decisions, they decide, you know what, let's steal, these, let's steal this money. Let's kind of lock it up, steal the interest for a while. And that's really what they're doing. They're stealing the interest. But they're not stopping there. They're going out of their way to tell the populace even, even in various, in the United States even, hey, look, you have a right to go foreclose and steal, basically, Russian private assets. Now, what's with that? How do you expect, honestly, in the West, those of us who are, you know, European and European diaspora, how do we expect to really live and be treated fairly when we have this ultra criminal elite essentially governing over us and they are nothing but thieves they're murderers they're liars they're extortionists they're satanists they're jewish they're bolshevik how is it do you think we can actually survive if this is how our elite leadership is treating the rest of the world you have to understand there's not a lot of animosity 
per se against European people. We've brought a lot of great things to the world. We've done a lot of great things, done a lot of stupid things too. But then again, when you look at what's going on, let's say in America today with the black on white crime, the colored on white crime, maybe the reason why our ancestors were so tough was because they were dealing with the same thing we're dealing with today, but they did something about it. You might want to look at Tom Goodrich's uh, The Indian Wars to understand just how American, early Americans dealt with just unbridled violence being done against them. They responded, and they responded brutally. Now, here, we're not responding at all in the United States. It just doesn't happen. So essentially, the crimes against the European people is just going on and on and on unchecked. And we have no governments that actually work for European people. And that's a major problem, of course. Now, when I look at what's happening with Russia, for instance, Russia, theoretically, this is what I've heard, is pegging the ruble to 5,000 rubles per gram of gold. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know. This is what I've heard. Now, if this is indeed the case, then guess what? The ruble de facto becomes a gold-backed currency. And guess what? If you've got all these European nations scrambling, they're going to have to basically either go out and pay for things in gold, or they're going to have to scramble to get enough rubles to keep their own countries uh, filled up with enough fuel to operate with energy. Now, none of this should have happened. But we have in our Western nations a criminal elite that is not interested in anything for the people. They don't serve their nation states. They serve a Jewish globalist power. And in return, they are handsomely rewarded with kickbacks through the money laundering, whatever the case may be, whatever perks they get, if it comes to the pedophilia and what other other perversions they might be involved in. So if we now have, back to Russia, a gold-backed currency, over time, that currency is bound to strengthen, which means that they can start to peg it to 2,500 ruble to the gram. And eventually, maybe it becomes 10 to 1, 30 to 1, 70 to 1 for a gram. Because ultimately, a country's power is not is not its fraudulent banking system, which has existed in America for the last 50 years. Now, it served America well because of the petrodollar. That's going to change rapidly already. It's changing. Why? Because of the criminal incompetence, and it is incompetence, of Jewish people running our banking system. They've made it essentially to where it is impossible to trust America and its currency. You can't trust it. Let's be honest. It's, an, it's unfortunate, but you can't trust it because these Jews think they can do whatever they want. Oh, you don't, you don't think the Holocaust happened. We're going to steal your bank account. Oh, you, don't, you, you, you said only 4.7 million Jews died when it's six. Okay, we're going to freeze your bank account. We're going to sanction you. We're going to kick you out of society because you think only 5.32 million Jews died when you're supposed to say six. And yet, it's that freaking stupid and silly, but that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a criminally insane elite. 
this hyper minority that thinks the world belongs to them and you can't do anything about it. Well, the world is going to do something about it. They're going to change. No country, and I've said this for probably in the last five years, I don't know how many times, no country, no serious country can allow their policies to be dictated by a bunch of freaking satanic Jewish morons sitting in Washington, D.C. or Israel. You can't do it because if you are, you're not a serious country. If you think mandating vaccines for everybody is going to be your ticket to paradise, we got another we got another thing coming for you because you're going to find out soon enough when everything starts to kick in here. So that's kind of where we're at geopolitically today. We see a rapid change now coming in the various currency situ- in the various currency utilizations. Now, do you really think that a Japan, certainly not a China, but do you think a Japan and other major holders of U.S. bonds are going to stick around if they see that the ruble peg to gold is really there and it's going to start working? Do you think Japan is going to go commit suicide for a bunch of Jews in Washington, D.C.? For a bunch of Satanists, for a bunch of globalists? Sitting there in Austria like a Klaus Schwab or the Israelis for that matter. You think, do you really think the Japanese with a 1.1 some odd trillion dollar uh, foreign currency reserve, do you think they're going to sit around and just, hey, okay, let me, let me just kind of ignore reality here? No, they're going to dump. They're going to dump. And if they do dump, guess what? The inflation you see today becomes nothing because it will become hyperinflated, which it already is at least to our standards. And we saw Trump, I think it was Trump, talking about how, you know, Biden is destroying the country. He's made inflation worse than we've ever seen it. It's a tragedy. It's destroying. And it's like Trump. Listen, dude, this is nothing yet compared to what Jews did to Weimar Germany. And many of us for years and years and years have been saying that the current America is the exact same conditions as we saw developing and, and going through in Weimar, Germany. It's the same thing. It's the same process. We're now down to basically you can't criticize Jews. You can't say anything. you got to do whatever the Jew tells you to do. And guess what? They're destroying the currency now, and you're looking at now super, super inflation rates, but perhaps now even hyperinflation. Now, whether America goes the route of, say, Venezuela or Zimbabwe, you know, that's that. I'm not saying it's going to get that bad. But, hey, how is it now? $7 a, a, a gallon for gas? What's that? You know, food isn't even out there. You've got people now talking about literally shelves going empty. And we've been saying that for the past year and a half, that this is the plan you got a bunch of globalists who are essentially cutting all the supply lines, destroying everything, literally forcing farmers to not even produce. And there was a statement came out about the U.S. military. You know, the big problem here is that there is absolutely no institution of state standing up to this criminal takeover of the United States. Not up front. There's nothing. The FBI is gone. The Department of Justice is gone. The Congress is gone. 
The state governments, for the most part, are gone. The health industry is gone. The media is gone. Virtually every pillar of the institutional status of the United States is currently gone. And what that tells the American people is there's nobody coming for you. You can keep putting your hope in Trump and coming back, and he's the only hope you got, but nobody's coming for you. You're going to have to do this by yourself because there are no instruments of state to help you. And until you formulate a plan to take over the instruments of state and begin to impose your will, just as these people are imposing their will upon you, then you are going to go the way of the dodo. They're going to destroy you. It's the Fetch inside the iLive Primetime. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's uh, Thursday afternoon to most of you, at least in the United States and Canada. And it's uh, March 31st, the end of the first quarter. Already flown by. We've made it through another three months, uh, believe it or not. We're going to be going now into the second quarter. It's April 1st, at least for us here in Riyadh. It's going to be Ramadan tomorrow again. And that means a pretty relaxed month, really. I hope to at least rest a little bit. You know, we've had a interesting, really, first quarter. We've watched things kind of change. We're watching the world kind of open up around a little bit. It's not, of course, opening up entirely, but at least we see some progress, and progress is better than no progress, that's for sure. Uh, whether or not we can sustain this progress, I don't know. I suspect we can. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of effort. You know, we have to focus as a you know as an aggregate human family if you want to look at that at least where civilization has taken root and and look at the medical industry look at the vaccine companies look at farm big pharma look at our banking institutions and those who are essentially behind this covid madness and we should absolutely look for ways to eviscerate what is happening and that means taking the thing taking this battle all the way down to the ground game. That would be the end points. The doctors in the hospitals, the health administrators, the nurses, the medical boards, everybody who has been behind this ongoing genocide of really the planet, this democide, has to be held to account. And I think that's something that we're going to have to focus on moving forward. I saw a chart uh, coming out of the Philippines whereby deaths last year spiked absolutely insane. And, of course, why? Because of the vaccines. We had a case this past week. Three, three different cyclists went down. Two of them died of heart attacks. One was pretty much uh, taken out. That was a story we covered earlier last Saturday. But two, two cyclists died this week of heart attacks. And the, you look at the headline, it says, scientists are baffled. What the frick are you baffled for, you frickin' morons? And especially to the author who wrote that and put that as a headline. Because, you know, a lot of people get their news as headlines. They read the headline, they go to the next story. Read the headline, go to the next story. So these types of headlines are really designed to cause people to just kind of gloss over reality. We all know it's the frickin' pharmaceuticals. We know it's the vaccines. We know it's the mRNA product. Everybody knows this right now. I heard some disturbing news in the Middle East. I won't say where, but I heard some disturbing news, you know, because you've got this ongoing experiment against people. Here I know certainly 
not just anecdotal stories, but stories of people now who are damaged by the booster shot terribly. Uh, you know, one guy's got a complete tick. He can't stop shaking. He calls the medical board, and the medical board just gets angry with him because he's an expatriate. You know, that's had nothing to do with us. You're in our country. This is the way it is. Just, and I'm like, you know, you guys, really? You're, you're treating your guests this way? You know, you force this on people. They are the experiment. Since they are the experiment, they are the subject, and you now don't want to investigate the subject of your experiment? And that's really what's happening here. Nobody wants to investigate the subjects. They're an experiment. You've, met, you've damaged them. Okay, fine. They volunteered for you if you want to look at it that way. You, you're, not even gonna, you're not even going to investigate the damage? So why are you engaging in an experiment if you're not interested to learn anything? That's generally why you do experiments, to learn something. Because that's just why you do. You want to learn something. But the fact is here is if you don't want to learn anything and you're just watching people suffer and you know that their life is going to be shortened and that they're eventually sooner rather than later going to be dying, you're not doing it. You're not even doing a an a, uh, experiment, you're engaging in murder, mass murder. And that's exactly what's happening all over the world. You know, the United States last year, it brought about, or it had its lowest population increase in its history. The United States added only 343,000 some odd people to its population last year. Only 343,000 at a country of 330 million people. That is basically a collapse of the population. And it's getting worse. It's going to get worse because we all know that Tony Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, the head of the NIH, I forget his guy's name, the head of the FDA, you could even say President Trump, former President Trump, certainly the Biden administration, Borla, J&J, AstraZeneca, of course, Borla's with Pfizer. All of these companies and all of these individuals are directly complicit in what is essentially a mass culling of the American people. Many, many, many counties in America last year suffered population declines at an unprecedented rate. So the numbers now are coming in. And it's going to be impossible to hide because it's not going to get any better any sooner. You know, the calls that maybe the unvaccinated are going to have to just really, you know, hunker down and try to rebuild the world. Maybe that's not going to be so far, so far fetched of, an, of a cry here. Maybe that's really going to happen where there's going to be a lot more scarcity because essentially a lot of the planet's uh, intellectual base has been wiped out. A lot of its economic activity will, of course, be wiped out with that. And so those who are survivors will have to just rebuild the planet. That has to be a calculus now that people should start to factor in. And, of course, that's going to change the dynamics. The feminists can go pound dirt. You ain't going to have a world where you've, you can play your game anymore. Women are going to have to work with the men and vice versa, and they're going to have to just work hard to rebuild things. And that's a sad reality. You know, the people I see in, in some cases here, they're, they're gone. They're, they're not 100% dead, 
But they're gone. They're certainly not going to be reproducing anytime soon. They're not going to be able to have children anymore. This I know for a fact, not the, with the way they're feeling, not with the way they're, they, they probably aren't even interested in having a sexual relationship. They're so far gone. They're probably just hoping to get through the next day. Just the next day too. And then I hear rumors, rumors here, that they're actually planning and preparing for a fourth booster shot. And everyone's like saying, are you kidding me? I said, no, fourth booster, man. But aren't they opening up the country? I said, yeah, to visitors, but not to you guys. You guys are going to be like essentially locked in. Either you do what they tell you to do or you don't travel. And for the rest of us, we're just going to get kicked out eventually. There's no way out. That's just the way it is. You're going to be trapped. They're, they're going to do what they want. And, and, you know, as the damage keeps piling in, what can you say? Anyways, the stats coming out of the United States are absolutely insane. Again, to, to witness this, same thing is happening in the Philippines. Same thing is happening, you know, in the U.K., for instance, a huge number. The carnage, let's say, in Australia is off the charts. The carnage in New Zealand is off the charts. So essentially, there was never any disease because nobody was really dying from COVID. But they're dying in unprecedented numbers because you allowed a bunch of Jews to essentially buy off the politicians with printed money that they got, who knows, from perhaps BlackRock or the Federal Reserve, bought up all the politicians, implemented the policies, you know, exerted their pressure that Jews are so good at, and next thing you know, everybody's dying. And that's what it feels like is happening in a nutshell, and pretty much I'm probably straight on with that. That's probably a good way to look at it. Another issue is... uh, Let's just say grooming. Uh, a new phrase is starting to take take the world by storm here, the phrase groomers. There's the boomers, and then there's the groomers. And, of course, the groomers are people like the Disney Corporation, companies that are engaged in essentially grooming children at a very, very young age in LGBTQAI, I understand, um, ideology. They're grooming children at a very young age. And I remember a few years ago, back when President Trump just came into power, we had Putin come in, signed a law that essentially made grooming illegal. It made it uh, criminally punishable. And the, the gay community and the LGBTQ community in America went up in arms. Oh, my God, it's an anti-gay bill. Don't say gay. And, and you know, Putin's a tyrant. And, and no, the issue was is you're not going to target our children. And I know Rick DeSantis, he just signed an anti-grooming bill in Florida, and Disney is going pretty much all in trying to defeat trying to defeat this thing, which tells us what? Disney is essentially a grooming company. And in fact, it came out, they had just a leak tape just the, the other day where you had all these heads of various program departments saying essentially that's exactly what they're doing. They're going to get rid of everything that is white, the whole company is going to change, and 50% of its lead characters are going to be LGBTQ, transgender bender types of, of uh, characters. And they're going to be able to be in not just in the show, but lead roles. So essentially, they're going to thrust the LG, LGBTQ, whatever the heck it is, uh, onto everybody. And it's absolutely insane, but that is what's happening in America today. These people are criminally insane. 
to put it simple. You know, in uh, in uh, the Philippines, they only want vaxxed people. If you want to come to the Philippines right now, you have to be vaccinated. And I kind of laugh at that because you got people out there that are, have family or people like myself, you know, long-term things going on. And, and, you know, they'll go out and they'll get the vaccines and they'll do what they have to do because they, they just emotionally driven to do something like that. Uh, myself, I will not sacrifice myself for anything, especially when it comes to giving myself in to a criminal Jewish company like Pfizer. Just not going to happen. We're not going to do that. So you look at the Philippines, for instance, and it's many countries that remain closed. And what you're going to find is these countries are led by transgender, closet transgender people kind of like a Darren in New Zealand. The, the reality of it is, is that the world right now, the elite, put that in big quotation marks, everyone. The elite are essentially Jews and LGBTQ transgender freaks. They control basically huge swaths of institutions of state. So when I watch vaccinated people and the anger and the, the absolute mental case within which they respond to things, I ask myself, what nationalist country in their world would want to welcome purely vaccinated people? And that's all. Who would do that? Seriously. At a particular, let's just say, city council meeting, there was an example of this LGBTQ guy, and he's just absolutely insane. And, and just to give you an idea of how insane these people have become with their vaccines, have a listen to a short clip of this. I am offended that our children are not receiving affordable gender reassignment surgery along with hormone blockers. And access to abortions, this alone is a threat to our democracy. As Justin Trudeau only says, it just shows that you people do not care about our children. And that these, these are the same people who refuse to obey the science and get fully vaccinated. It's science, people. Science! Science! And you are selfish murderers. I could die. Don't you people care about my life? You racist, insensitive, homophobic pigs. My 14-year-old openly gay sibling's transgender offspring also has two daddies who love them, yeah, their offspring so much. And CPS is working overtime to take their child away. However, my biggest concern is that my sibling's offspring isn't allowed to play in the 8-year-old girls' basketball league at the YMCA. This alone is showcasing the worst form of transphobia and is a threat to our democracy. My sibling's transgender offspring... Now... Whether or not this guy was trolling or whether he was actually real, that is the mentality, whether satire or not, of the vaccinated crowd. Now, I know not a lot of you think that way, but to those of us who know the United States, who know the leftist nutcase world, don't judge what I say too quickly. 
you will find this type of person throughout all of the United States. You will find them in Australia, and my Australian friends will vouch for that. You will find them in the UK. You'll find them throughout the Western world. That's your vaccinated person. That's your market. Now, it's not the entirety of the market, but that's your market. And you're sitting there in your, I don't know, your IATFs and whatever other institutions saying, we're only going to allow the vaccinated to come. And it's like, that's your market, dude. Do you really even understand what's going on in the world when you are making these rules? That is your market. They're so insane. They've lost it. And the fact is, is they only want to keep everything in play because they feel so special. Because that type of person is never going to be able to be anything. They're just insane. Deal with it. Life is not fair. But here's another issue. And it's kind of starting to go, I guess, viral. And it's taking this type of idiot that you just saw and then parodying it and then trolling city council meetings. Trolling various school boards. I saw Mark Dice did one the other day. He said, I'm a professor from such and such, and we're talking about all these various, uh, oh, I don't know, LGBT agendas, and we need to improve the genders. It's not really two. We found through our research it's 59, and on and on the guy went. And again, Mark Dice, good job, dude. This idea of trolling city council members is absolutely a genius idea. In fact, it made it even in a Tucker segment recently. So the idea, again, is maybe something you should do. Go into your school boards, go into your city council meetings, and just troll the hell out of these people with their stupid ideologies. I saw it in Portland. They actually had two people in a row, and the mayor was like, this is becoming a complete waste of time. And all of these morons in the city council go, yeah, I agree, I second that one, I second that one. Let's run out to the phones real quick. Chicago Brew, hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Let me pot you up. Hold on, dude. There you go. going on too far the last, but as you were just praising Mark Dice for trolling the city council, that's what the last one was, too. That was Alex Stein. Well, that guy's good, then. He's good. Yeah, that was the last one, but you just... I wasn't sure, you know, but that is that is the leftist. He's so good, he looked real. Yeah, he, he's been going into his, like, his, he's in Plano, he's in Texas, and there's a Plano City Council that he keeps going to, and he's been doing this for a while, uh, you know, basically trolling in different characters, doing songs, doing poems. Awesome, then. He's recently, recently showed up, you know, you know that one you just played, and he's also showed up uh, in a woman's swimsuit saying, you know, how come they won't let me swim, blah, 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 and, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, so... Alex, the one you just played, and you're like, see, these are the people you would actually, I would have refrained on calling if you didn't sound like you, you believed it was actually a real person. No, that was Alex Stein. He was mm-hmm. trolling just like Mike Mark Dice video with the green hair trolled. No, there, so, you know, he, this guy's good. His acting is fantastic. Yeah, he's a comedian, and uh, actually Alex Jones had him on a couple times after one of his videos went viral a couple weeks ago. And um, Did, did you also, see the... Did you see the trolling uh, at the Portland City Council? Mm, okay, sure. here's no, here's I'll sure. give you I'll give you a rundown of this one. It was being done by Zoom basically. They're bringing in the uh the speakers by 
you know, video, remote video, right? So they bring in some guy, and he's like, he says, I'm from the Taliban, and we're voting Portland the most favorite nation, a city in America because they let us sell our poppies, and we love you for it, and thanks for letting you. We, we've told all our friends, if you want to go sell poppies, go to Chicago or go to Portland. It's simply the friendliest city to us, the Taliban, and we want to nominate the Taliban as be, or nominate Portland as being the most favorite city and Americans, things like that, right? And went on, and finally the mayor goes, uh, he stops the whole thing. And then they brought in the next guy, did another troll. So you had two trolls in a row. Uh, phenomenal. And essentially, this is going to become a waste of time. Yeah, the whole city council movement, these, whole, these entire governments are a waste of time. Yeah, they, they deserve to get trolled, all these city councils and whatnot. They deserve a lot more than that. They deserve to have uh, lawsuits against them and file criminal charges for everything that they've done. They've been paid to do all these things against the community, against the children, against everybody else. They've been paid to be just puppets in there, to, to mock words. Uh, what do they call that? The Delta technique or something like that? The Delta Delphi technique? Mm. Where they just basically sit up there and they lead you on and, you know, it goes nowhere. But in any case, I just wanted to bring that up. And, yeah, with that Alex Stein, he actually he, he shared on Alex Jones that uh, his mother was a victim uh, of their their stuff uh, getting uh, pulled into the hospital, getting the mistreatment. And he told them, and he's got a whole recording of it where he told them, you know, don't give them this, and I want them to have Arvermectin and so forth, and they wouldn't listen to him, and they did what they wanted to do, and his mother's uh, gone because of it. So... It's hit a lot of people, and they're, they're, you know, trying to use that to their power and trolling and whatever. And, you know, sometimes the best way to reach an audience uh, out there is through humor. So, I mean, believe me, the Alex Knight, I, there's been a couple, like one or two that I've been like, is that real or not? You know, you got to really decipher through it. So I understand where you got even Mitch Bupp. Our, our yeah, no, Alex there's no Bupp. indication on this piece that that was actually a troll. Yeah, played, Mitch Bupp actually played this, the, that same one the other day, and he responded as if it was real and i didn't get a chance to chime in on yeah i thought it might be fake you know what i mean but it's like you know i've seen leftists that are like this insane oh oh 100 i mean go back to when trump was elected and i'm falling on the ground and screaming at the sky you know what i mean yeah we know that look look fetch i keep saying and i i I say this in my forums i got a telegram channel i say it in there i say it uh my radio show or another radio shows mental illness is real that's the bottom, you know, that's it. Mental illness is real. And what they've done to the psyche, the psychological warfare and all the stuff and the indoctrination in schools, all the stuff they're doing, I mean, it's just enough to drive anyone crazy. So if there's a weak-minded out there, they're going to fall for it, you know, especially if they're going to the same place every day. You, you know, the sky is purple, sky is purple, sky is purple. Next thing you know, you're, you're not a boy, you're not a boy, you're not a boy. You know, I mean, this is just eventually people, you know, give in. They even tell the parents, you know, in the schools, they, well, what happens here at school, don't go home and tell your parents. And they got the kids literally convinced to betray the trust of the parents and not go and tell what's going on in the school. And next thing you know, the parents wonder, what happened to my child? Well, you sent them to school, and they convinced them to lie to you, and here now you've got a, a mental case, you know? So, look, this this thing's really big. It's, it's huge. As we, You know, they, they can't... Gays, homosexuals, all these perverts—they—they they, they can't reproduce. So what they're doing is they're basically transforming the minds, and eventually, you know, surgeries and whatever to these people, because they can't have babies. So they gotta multiply their their babies 
by transforming people's heterosexual normal children into mental illness perversion so they have a bigger community that's really what's going on and then meanwhile they sterilize all the heterosexuals sterilize all the men and women out there that would have children to increase normalcy well sterilize them and guess what happens or, you know this is where we're headed it's a very dangerous time indeed and i'll tell you you know it's it's almost time for the pitchforks uh, again you know we keep saying hedging our bets but i'll tell you What's happening in America today is absolutely insane. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of conversations speaking about Germany in the time when they were actually, you know, kicking out the international bankers and the bankers declared war on what was Germany back then. It was a literal Sodom and Gomorrah. Everything that they're doing today, they were doing back then in Germany, forcing vaccines, uh, being perverted and all. You know, it was just literal Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, perversion. We're there. We're there, man. Going Okay, Chicago, going to break. Thanks for the uh, insight information there. It's the Fetch, everybody. Inside the Eye, live primetime, back right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch, hour number two, Inside the Eye, live primetime. Again, it's uh, March the 31st for most of you, April the 1st, April Fool's Day. And about the only April Fool's joke I got is President Biden is actually a president. And uh, But I don't have too many, to be honest with you. It's been a long, tough week for yours, truly. We'll get through it all. Trust me, we'll get through it. We usually do, but it's been a long, tough week for yours, truly. Anyways, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to go buy any, I don't know, supplements or anything like that. We're not going to be doing that. No, it's not been that tough. But I'll tell you, <laughs> based on what happened, I should be doing that. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to do it. You know, I saw some news, you know, the Coronavirus Act of 2020 expired, you know. So why are they still doing vaccines? Well, actually, uh, it did was supposed to expire. Uh, this in the UK anyways. Their Coronavirus Act was supposed to expire on March, I think, 26th, something like that. And they've extended that out now to September the 24th. That's according to notes I saw coming out of the Scottish Parliament. So we'll see how that works. You know, you've got uh, Zelensky, this Ukrainian puppet guy. Here's what I'd really like to know. Think about it, guys. Zelensky is a two-bit actor. He's in the Ukraine. He's somebody, I guess, as the acting world goes. But in the world, he's basically just a two-bit Jewish actor. That's it. He's a he's a comedian. He's not all that good. He's a big supporter of LGBTQIA, faggotry. Uh, All the things that Jews are famous for, you know, perversions, debauchery, lying, stealing, thieving, all that kind of cool stuff. Well, when I think of Jews, I think of Zelensky. Sorry, Jews. You know, I don't mean to to, to put you all in one group, but that's just what I think about. And I know some of you Jews know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're probably saying, yeah, Fetch, you're right. You're right. You're right. But nonetheless, you know, this Zelensky guy, he shows up. He's talking before the Canadian uh, Parliament. He shows up. He speaks before... I think the European Parliament, he speaks before, who else was he speaking before? I think he's going to speak before the Australian one, I believe, something like that. It's like, who really has the power to bring a two-bit fraudulent moron like Zelensky and get him paraded before all of these various congressional bodies? I mean, who has the power to do that? Russia? No, I don't think it's the Russians. China? No, actually, I don't think China does have that power. 
Peru? No, no, I know. We always default to the Peruvians, but they're not that powerful. Was it Colombia? No, I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know, Solomon Islands? No, no, I don't think them. You know, there's only one group that can actually get this done, and that would be your, quote-unquote, your globalists. But the globalists, of course, default back to that pretty nasty four-letter word called Jews. Why are they always doing this? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, guys, you're not even hiding anything anymore. You know, oh, you want to ban everybody for noticing. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's just so terrible. We can't notice anymore, right? So absolutely insane what we see happening here. I'm not sure about, uh, where's that piece here? Uh, we had something about um, Ms., 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 uh, Pelosi. And Pelosi, I don't know, she's, uh, I think she's kind of lost it, you know, in my personal opinion. Let me see if I can find that clip for you. I'm going so fast I lost the clip. And she's just mumbling and bumbling and stumbling along. And frankly, who knows what the heck she's saying. I have no clue, quite frankly. And I saw something like a million dollars so anybody can figure out what the heck this woman is saying. And I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll award you, I don't know, five Shekelstone attaboys and attagirls. If you can actually figure out exactly what Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is saying here. It might help if I put the sound up, though, huh? Except now we, we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill. Like uh, hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill. And all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we had the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege. I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Bird is important. It's, you have to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out now what the hell was she saying there and here's the scary part that's the number three most powerful person in the united states she's speaker of the house she's so far gone she can't even hold a little press conference and speak for a minute and a half then you've got a cackling whore basically who's not even permitted to be the president of the United States as a vice president, who is so frickin' over her head, she is completely clueless and moronic. Gone, Kamala Harris. Then we've got a demented, riddled, dementia-riddled president in Biden, who is obviously, whether it's an actor or not, who knows, but by all indications, is so far gone that it's an absolute complete waste of time to even be granting this person any type of, uh, uh, I guess, respect. Not even that. That's not a great word. The guy's an idiot. He's gone. Put it that way. Any semblance. That's the word I was like. Any semblance of respect. This guy's gone. That's your top three people politically in the United States. Now, you tell me, if that's your top three people in the United States, where the hell is this country? Who's really playing the circus behind the, who's playing the circus organ, I should say, behind the curtain? Who's putting this whole, whole show together? It's, it's a complete cluster F, but who's doing it? 
And that's what's annoying about the United States. We can't get to the real powers that be. Half of these, if not a majority of the various politicians across the United States, they didn't win anything. They've been selected. We're looking at literally a totalitarian quasi, because it's really not even any voting going on, republic. Half, I'm sure half, if not a majority, of those in their positions of power were not elected. They were selected and then installed. That kind of hints at what we have going on in the United States is nationwide treason. From the city councils, to the county boards, to the medical boards, to the press, of course, you have to include the press because they're supposed to be the watchdogs for the people. To the national politicians, the state politicians, the medical administrators, and on and on it goes. You know, in the fall of Germany in 1945, during the Nuremberg trials, they hung an astounding 12,000 people. 12,000 people were hung after the war from the doctors. And of course, we know that Germany wasn't nearly what America is today or Weimar was in its heyday. This was essentially just a blood sacrifice by Jews who were basically running Nuremberg. But Jews did not hesitate to murder, hang 12,000 people at Nuremberg. Now, why do you think that those responsible for the ongoing crimes against humanity today should not suffer the same fate as was suffered by the German people in 1945? Why should not a Rochelle Walensky be publicly hanged, for instance? Why shouldn't a Tony Fauci and a Bill Gates, and a George Soros. And who knows who else out there that you want to name inside of the FDA, inside of the CDC, and on and on it goes. Why shouldn't we have 12,000 to 20,000 to 30,000 people publicly hanged for the crimes against the American people? It's a fair question. Because the amount of Mass murder being committed, democide as you might want to call it, or some are calling it. The amount of democide going on today certainly makes the crime fit the punishment. Walensky should hang, bottom line. A Fauci should be put on trial for criminal Genocide, well, gen- gen- criminal genocide, how stupid is that phrase, right? But he should be put on, tried for, uh, on trial for genocide. And everybody, pretty much, within the CDC should be put on trial for genocide. And I'm talking about the entire organization. And then what about the FBI, who didn't do anything to stop what's going on? And what about our national intelligence services? What, you, know, you go throughout the entire infrastructure of the institutions of state of the United States and you're looking at treason. Plain and simple, they have done absolutely nothing to prevent the ongoing crime against the American people. In fact, they are complicit in it and they should be viewed as actually having participated 
in the planning and the execution of these various crimes. You may not agree with me, but that again is your choice. Personally, I think that's the truth. You look at a Moderna, for instance. And Moderna essentially documents surfaced that they were developing the COVID vaccine even before we knew that COVID existed. We're learning that some of the, quote-unquote, these, these, I don't know, these hinges, I guess you want to call them, that were within the, the sequence are patents done by Moderna. So, okay, at what point do we start saying that the scientists of Moderna, the scientists of the mRNA jab, equally are complicit in this massive democide against not just Americans, but pretty much across much of the planet. Is this product, meaning these mRNA products, are they bioweapons that are targeting specific people, meaning genetic type? There's a case for that. Because, ooh, I better stop here. Guys, I got to go plug this tele- this thing in real quick or you're going to lose the show here. So just be just be just a one second here while I, I go right back. I just didn't realize I plugged, didn't plug this thing in. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Well, that's life for you. Sorry about that, everybody. I just literally, I just set up the show about five minutes before the show today, and I forgot to plug in the, the, the laptop. Where were we? Oh, we were talking about basically the idea of just when are the people going to really start calling for Trials. I mean, literally trials against pretty much everybody involved, from the CDC to the medical boards to the doctors, et cetera, to the nurses, to those who are personally involved in doing the jabs, et cetera, in our various countries. At what point do we just say enough is enough is enough is enough and actually call for the trials and start to work on moving that forward? You know, you look at what's happened out there on the Internet over the past 10, 12, 15 years. A lot of us have been involved in uh, let's say the information game long before people even knew it was going on. We were consciously involved in it going all the way back to 2002, 3, 4, 5. Uh, literally in almost two decades now that we've been involved in this type of activity. And what a lot of people didn't know is that uh, the Internet is considered in various, let's say, government, str- str- government strategy as a force multiplier. And that's what they'll do is they'll float a story, let's say in the mainstream media, they will then use an army of people to uh, attenuate that story, to uh, build build the story up. And again, this isn't being done um, organically. It's being done synthetically. So this force multiplier literally is paid for by governments. And so when you look at the most invested government in the world on doing this, one of the most invested are the Israelis. So essentially, we are paying, American taxpayers are paying for a bunch of scumbags to sit behind a computer and essentially try to influence public opinion to satisfy only what Jews think are important.
our goal is to try to provide as much information online as possible, material that previously was the exclusive purview of traditional journalists is now available to everybody. It is well known nowadays that what happens on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube has great influence on events as they occur on the ground. The internet too is a battleground. It is thus comforting to learn that the IDF employs soldiers whose job titles are new to the military world. The IDF now has soldiers who tweet, share, like and more. I just wrote a tweet about how many uh, suspected uh, terrorists were arrested in the West Bank last night. Um, about Again, and just think, our taxpayer dollars are going to this criminal organization called Israel. So we can be told what to think or what type of inf message is going to be influenced on various social media posts by this literally dumb as a doornail idiotic Jew here in, in some command and control room, some type of computer center. And you get all these people lined up doing all their tweeting and Facebook posting. And, of course, they have to do this on what? All the Jewish various Jewish publications, their publications, by the way, like Facebook, like Twitter, like YouTube, where when they can't win the argument, being the criminal scumbags that these people are, they go whine to the headquarters, say, oh, you got to take this post down because, oy vey, we can't beat this argument. Because you can't beat, stu again, these idiots, they can't win on a fair playing field. Take away their funding. Who wants to pay for this moronic stuff? Why are American taxpayers being asked to? Of course, actually, American taxpayers aren't really asked to, are they? You just got a bunch of criminals in Washington, D.C. They just kind of print up the money and just send it there. And then they say, okay, you're going to be responsible for it for some point in some time, but is it really going to happen? No, no one's going to pay these bills back. That's the truth of the matter. Nobody can afford to pay these back. It's $21 trillion. Not going to happen. You know, another issue is what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, back to the Ukraine story. What is really happening here, and, and I'm glad I never got too involved in Ukrainian defense. I, I never did. But essentially, what we are now learning is there are two primary targets of the Russians in this ongoing special operation. One was to take out the biolabs. Some people think no, but no, I think it's pretty true. They went to take out the biolabs, and it's, some are rumoring here in the intelligence world that essentially the Pfizer's of the world, the Bill Gates's, this deep state monstrosity was actually planning to release another bio type of attack, and they were going to be doing it from Ukraine. And so this was basically a preemptive strike against that operation. The other thing that the Russians are doing is literally wiping out the defense infrastructure of the Ukraine. They're literally just wiping it out. Anything that is defense-related is being taken out, whether it's machinery, whether it's aircraft, whether it's infrastructure, whether it is uh, research facilities, uh, manufacturing plants, you name it. If it is defense-related in Ukraine, it is being wiped out. Repair facilities, you name it. So essentially, in the past month or so, month and a half, what we have seen here is literally Russia wiping out Ukraine as a potential offensive or defense manufacturer moving forward anytime soon. It would take huge amounts of money now to rebuild 
the Ukrainian defense industry. And at one point, it was actually very robust because it was the heartland, or at least one of the heartlands of the Soviet Union's defense industry. So all of this should be seen as a net positive. The only real danger I see to the West right now, and it's not on Putin, by the way, it's on the leadership of the West who should be held responsible, and that is the way in which uh, the Kremlin, Putin, is going to be starting to sell his natural resources. Now, I forgot to raise this issue earlier in the in the uh, segment or in the the show tonight. E- ultimately, an economy is going to be bolstered by two things. It's actually you could call it three things: it's labor, it's innovation, and it's natural resources. When you look at innovation and labor, okay, labor may be not so strong in Russia. Innovation in certain fields, certainly it's got some elite people in the, inside their sector. But the main strong point for the Russians is natural resources. It has $75 trillion worth of natural resources. The United States is second at about $43 trillion. So Russia almost has a two-to-one advantage over the United States in natural resources. Ultimately, a currency is pegged to its labor and its natural resources. Innovation, of course, will then contribute to labor as well as perhaps natural resources, but it's natural resources. Russia has everything going for it right now. The truth of the matter is we should be looking at all of our leadership in the West as not just being incompetent, because they are incompetent, but also complicit in treason against the people. How is it that you never work to secure your food supplies? That is essentially treason. That's one of your primary functions is to make sure your country has enough food to eat. So if we start seeing food having holes on the shelves, that is, in our Western way of thinking, a form of treason. What have you been doing? That is your number one priority. Your number two priority is essentially to make sure our borders are secure. And they kind of go hand in hand. And you haven't done either one of those. You've allowed, I think it's approaching 2 million people have entered the United States now coming up in the next month or so. 2 million. I don't know what the time frame was, whether it's from when Biden started or the start of the year, but 2 million people since Biden essentially came into power. 2 million. And not very few, if any of those, are actually going to help to contribute to the United States. You know, the elite, they're acknowledging the ongoing democide against the American people. They're, they're saying, yeah, we have population implosion right now. They acknowledge that, you know, but they won't acknowledge the fact that they're killing people with borderless product. They're not going to recognize that Jews have embarked on a, what we could call, the Goyim question. And the Goyim question isn't the Goyim problem. The Goyim problem is just the problem. But to a Jew, the Goyim question is, what do we do with all these Goyim? And they've answered that, and that is to just simply genocide them. And that's what they've been doing for the past 100 years. 66 million in Russia, another 25, 30, 40 million or more, maybe 100 million in China. How much did they do in Laos? How much is going on in Palestine? 
How much did they do to the Germans in Europe in 19, between 1930, let's say, 39 to 50? How about the Korean War? These guys are, well, let's, of course, you can go into Iraq, too, and Afghanistan, Yemen. You are looking at this grand criminal conspiracy that has to be put away for good. And unfortunately, you're going to need boots on the ground. Right now, we see boots on the ground in uh, Ukraine. But when does it come to America? It's the Fetch, everybody, Inside the Eye, live, primetime, back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Final half hour of the show. Again, it is April, actually it's April the 1st here, March 31st for you, somewhere out there in the United States, Canada. And, of course, to those of you who are in European and Asian time zones, it's probably, I think, even for you in Europe, it might actually already be now Friday morning. So if you're listening in Europe, uh, good Good morning. How's that, man? Uh, clock struck 12, something like that. So hopefully uh, that's going to be, uh, you're going to have a good day tomorrow. You know, we got to make it through this uh, constant nightmare we're living in, uh, especially with the way this whole political process is playing out and uh, whether or not uh, Americans can pull it off. I don't know. I sure hope they do, but I'm not sure they can. We are going to see, of course, Americans do have the numbers. You know, I tell a lot of people out there, listen, guys, you know, the world, whether you like it or not, uh, the the dollar, it's got a big problem. And that's because of the, the Jews managing our money. How? Uh, by the way, I got a question for you. I, I got a real question. First of all, to those of you in the chat room, let me just take a look. I think you guys are just doing a great job, man. I think you're still moving, right? Yeah, still. It's actually improved just a little bit. Still humming along. Uh, guys in the chat room, hello, everybody. I see some German people there, and I see some... Uh, Australians in there. So, guys, cool. Welcome. And I, I think we got more Germans there than Americans, man. You Germans are, like, taking over the chat room. Anyways, uh, welcome. Uh, good job, everybody, again. Uh, I got a question for you. You know, I remember so many times growing up as a kid, Jews, you know, Jews are awesome. They're the best with money. They're the best with money. Jews are great when it comes to money. They always make money. I, I got a question for you. They run the monetary system in America today. Uh, good afternoon, guys. They run the monetary system in America today. If they make so much money, where is it? Mm, kind of silent, huh? Where is it? Are they making it or are they stealing it? More silence. Uh, why is it that only Jews have money? More silence. See, they're not really good with money. Because if they were good with money... America wouldn't be $21 trillion in debt because they're managing the place. If they were good with money, we'd have a surplus of a, of a trillion dollars, a surplus of $2 trillion. That's good with money. Russia, before this invasion, had something like $630, $690 billion in the black. Okay? That's making money. That's good with money. You, you have a surplus. So how can you tell us that Jews are good with money when the country they are managing is absolutely broke, yet they're absolutely rich? See, you don't get this way unless there's something criminally fraudulent going on here. So you're really not good with money, are you? You're so good with money that the world's turning away from your money. You're so good with money that you've got to go out and create vaccine campaigns that essentially 
murder people just to enrich your fellow Jewish people. That's not good with money. That's just being criminally complicit in mass murder and stealing the wealth of the national treasuries in order to pull it off. See, I think we got to put to bed this idea that Jews are so good with money. And we should be asking serious questions. Why is it that our country is so screwed up when the 2% brag about controlling so much of the stuff, then create little definitions that say you can't recognize the fact that we brag about it because you might be an anti-Semite. You know, you can't be an anti-Semite. And in the meantime, the more you stay silent, guess what? The criminal fraud continues to go on and on and on and on. So the next time you hear someone tell you that Jews are so good with money, ask them, listen, they manage our country. Why are we in debt? If they're good with money, why aren't we a trillion dollars ahead? Why don't we have funds for a rainy day? And I'll tell you why, because they're not good with money. In fact, they're so busy trying to cover for the fact that they're not good with money that they're creating all kinds of stunts to try to hide the fact that they're not good with it. They stole it. They want wars. They're probably not going to get it with Russia. They wanted a pandemic. They're probably not going to get that to happen either. They're trying to continue to lock things down. Well, that's probably not going to happen, at least in the West, as much. I know Tony Fauci has been out there saying, you know what? We may need to have more restrictions because we Jews need to make more money. But they're not good with money. See, they have to steal it. That's what the COVID whole thing, this whole COVID is nothing but a heist. It's literally a heist, moving revenue, money, income, etc., from the middle class of America to a few Jewish oligarchs on the other side. You're going to tell me they're good with money? Or are you going to start to admit the fact that they are criminal fraudsters and they will stoop at nothing to worship money and that includes killing you? Killing your family, killing your friends, killing your parents, whatever the case may be. You know, Michelle Walensky, this is something coming from a bit back uh, about, I believe, the vaccine. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Again, she lied. Straight up, she lied. She should be put on trial. She literally got up in front of the American people as head of the Center for Disease Control and lied to the American people for what? To push a solitary, single, stupid-minded, brain-dead idea of selling and pushing vaccines for what? So they can brag about how good Jews are with money, ultimately. And they didn't care how many people died in the process to prove to you that by imposing these vaccines on everybody, it's, that, that means Jews are just good for money. And the fact that they're murdering you, well, gee, you're just jealous because they're so good with money. You got to think like a Jew now, okay? They're going to be thinking like that. You know, you're just jealous because we have more money than you. You know, you're talking about them murdering you, and they're like, well, gee, you, you can't be jealous with us. That's anti-Semitic. 
But she should be in jail. Let's be honest, folks. She should be in jail. How about Alexandria Cortez? You know, after President Biden, let's just say quasi, whatever you want to call this guy, after he took power, if you want to call it that again, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out with this tweet. Congrats to President Joe Biden. Now let's begin the purge to round up all conservative traitors. Democrats, let's make Auschwitz look like a picnic. Now, maybe this is a fraudulent story here, but somehow I don't think so. And essentially, she's calling for what? Mass murder of the opposition. And she's getting it. And how's she getting it? By pushing Donald Trump's vaccines. Whether you like it or not, that's the reality. Biden didn't have anything to do with the vaccines coming to market. Trump did. And I've heard the comments from people who said, Fetch, we ain't got anybody but Trump right now. We're going to have to ride this horse and win where we can. There's no sense in disparaging the guy. And I hear the argument. I understand the argument. I don't necessarily disagree with the argument. But I also think it's fair to just say straight up. The ongoing carnage we have today is a direct result of President Trump's vaccine. He got it through it. Like he said, I don't get credit for it. No, you don't. And you probably should because you are the grandfather of this thing. Of course, we also know that it was in the works long before you even came into power. Unlike some people who have all the intelligence resources in the world to make a decision, a lot of us out there don't have those resources, but we've got more intelligence than you with all the intelligence to actually have a read of what's going on. Now we're sitting there in this like kind of quasi-civil war in America. It's kind of hot. It's kind of cold. It's not direct. You know, you've got the FBI, the, FBI, the uh, Department of Justice, and they're all out there essentially declaring all Americans criminals. They're all terrorists. You don't agree with us, so consequently you're a terrorist. Gee, that's not Jewish, is it? So basically you're all terrorists because you don't agree. And uh, while you are agreeing, here, have this vaccine so we can kill you. That's not hot, but it's not cold. If you disagree with the vaccine, guess what? You're a terrorist. Now take the vaccine so they can kill you. That's not hot, hot, but it's not cold. So when we look at this current Congress right now, I for me, I'm looking at essentially a trees treasonous organization all the way up and down the entire organization but then we watch what's going on in the world today and we watch what's happening with the Joseph Biden again this guy is probably one of the most sinister vile evil human beings uh, going on the planet today at least that's the story we're getting behind the scenes the Hunter Biden laptop story and all the stuff that is on there is starting to get more and more traction out there. It, it's hard to keep hiding it. And then you have this idea then of um, the 25th Amendment. So you have to ask yourself, are they setting to take out Biden? 
are they really doing it? It appears they may be now starting to move in that direction. He's just becoming too much of a liability. It's hard to keep him on board. But equally, what do you do with a Kamala Harris? She's liked by nobody. She's incompetent. Not that the Joe Biden is there either, by the way. But a Kamala Harris, she's so far gone equally, but she's not riddled with dementia. She may actually do something stupid because she might be a loose cannon. So you can't have Kamala Harris in there. So when you think about it, what real leadership does this Jewish leftist satanic system have? In my mind, they have nobody. And that's why I would say, once again, you can call them shrewd, cunning, whatever, but they're not smart. It certainly is, you can't put Pelosi up there. She's not going to make it. So who's, in, who's there on the left side? You're going to bring Hillary back? You're going to try to run that transgender, Michael Obama? Is that who you want to bring in? What do they have? They have nothing. What they have are the levers of power. They have the FBI. They have the Department of Justice. They have many of the various, I don't know, let's just call them governing bodies, government service corporations that are running so many of the states today. They have many of the police forces. And why? Because the police forces train in Israel or through Israeli trainers. So they control that because they're all Jewish. There is no, let's just say, stopping this juggernaut without confronting it absolutely head on. And the question then becomes is, are you willing to do so? Because if you're not, guess what? You're going to just get more of the same. And frankly, we can't continue to have more of the same. That's that didn't play so quickly, did it? All right, never mind that. It didn't play quick enough. So we just can't continue, guys, to go down this road. We have to put a stop to what is happening. And, and what I'm really talking about is this medical, biomedical terrorist state that has to be put down. Because, frankly, they are killing people. The numbers coming in from last year in America are atrocious. They're not going to get any better for next year. Other countries are experiencing the exact same thing the Americans are. The fact that this may be a biological, genetically targeted product may be because I don't see the massive same damages here in the Middle East as I see in the West. And, of course, you have the Semitic bloodlines that are part of the Jewish system. And who knows? Maybe it's designed to not target those in the, in the Middle East as much as in the West. So countries that are asking Americans to just universally take this product, this mRNA product, just because you think it's safe, it's not like a one-size-fits-all product here. And a lot of you people that are demanding that Americans and people in the West take this, but you're from other parts of the world, you don't understand this freaking enemy that we're up against. We've been fighting this enemy for the last 2,000-plus years. We've been chasing them around from country to country, principality to principality, kicked them out here, kicked them out there for thousands of years. You don't have the same experience as we have because it's not just quote-unquote Jews, but it's the Khazarian model of Jew that we've been chasing around. And you don't have that practice or that experience. 
So you keep popping off as if you think you understand the game. Oh, just get vaccinated. You can come to our country and, gee, just show your proof of vaccination. And you don't even understand what's going on out there. It's like you're a bunch of brain-dead children. That's how I view so many of these government ministries. They're literally brain-dead, naive as children who know nothing about the reality of how the world works in the West. And this isn't a China virus. It's a Western virus. That's pretty much been borne out now, even to the point that Moderna probably developed it. And by the way, did you see that thing about Jon Stewart? <clears throat> Jon Stewart is basically making jokes disparaging white people. And, and the Gateway Pundit or Breitbart puts out a big, giant title. White comedian John Stewart criticizes white, that's not the title, but criticizes white people saying they got to be more tolerant and inclusive or whatever the storyline was. John Stewart's not even white. He's Jewish. Typical low-life trash mentality coming from Jewish people. You're white when you want to disparage, and you're Jew when you want to deflect the blame. What a bunch of freaking cowards. Seriously, what a bunch of freaking cowards. I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say beyond that. Just freaking cowards. Another thing, now back on the uh, diplomatic front. This Jewish organization, this regime, from Blinken, Secretary of State, you name it, all the Jews in this regime, the LGBTQ-driven agenda that's within this regime, they have essentially no standing in the world. I hear locally, and I talked about this before, but I hear locally that calls made to the Saudi Arabia aren't even being ret returned. That's kind of like out there on the news wires. They're just not being returned. And who could blame them, frankly? Who wants to talk to some dementia-riddled moron? Why waste your time? Well, the Chinese equally, I'm not fond of what I see going on in China. In fact, I find it absolutely atrocious what I find, what I see going on in China. But what happened is that, effective today, China is going to start restricting visas to U.S. officials. And what they've decided to do is restrict the visas for a, a number of U.S. officials in response to similar measures introduced by Washington earlier this month. And all of this was over alleged human rights abuses. Imagine China is being criticized of human rights abuses while we have a national, state, coordinated agenda against the American people that locked them down for months, destroyed their businesses, eventually tried to push experimental mRNA gene-altering therapies onto everybody. Made everybody lose their jobs if they didn't take the thing. Threatened everybody that they can't do anything unless they take this mRNA, mRNA product. And they're going to sit there and blame or, let's say, call the Chinese somehow abusing human rights. Well, what happened to us in the States for, what, three years or two years now? Quoting here, the Chinese side decided to impose retaliatory visa restrictions on certain U.S. officials who spread lies on the issue of human rights. 
imposed sanctions against China and harmed China's interests, stated Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin on this past Thursday. Actually, that was today. Wang said the move was made to protect the sovereignty, security, and development interests of the PRC. Now, say what you want about China. On the COVID issues, if what's happening in Shenzhen, if what's happening in Shanghai is really happening, that's just insane. In freaking insane. It's kind of like they're making millions of people go test every day. How they can even manage that, you got these lines. There's now reports of protests on the streets because people are going hungry. People wake up. They find out that they're basically chain-linked inside their facility. They, they, got, they don't have enough food. People are starving. All because of what? A virus? That's insane. But you know what? Who else would have done that? American officials would have done that if they had the ability. If they had the ability, they would have absolutely done that equally. Going over to Pakistan, the Pakistani government is also calling in the U.S. ambassador over protests, uh, uh, to, to protests, I should say, interference in Pakistan. Again, the meddling, moronic nonsense that comes from the U.S. State Department, which is really now a Jewish LGBTQ State Department, is just off the charts. They just meddle, 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 meddle. They got nothing better to do, you know? They're so so protected and gilded. Just Did you see where Klaus Schwab said uh, recently that something to the effect that this uh, sheltered and privileged society is going to just have to learn to do without much, much more now because we're going to go into food shortages and shortages of all kind, and so therefore this privileged culture that we have is going to have to start suffering over the next few years. Why hasn't Schwab been freaking drone-striked? Why hasn't all of the various Klaus Schwab people been rounded up and tried for treason? There's over 4,000 of them, I heard, and, and, and in some way you might want to start taking note of who they are. I'm still waiting for the... Uh, the mRNA guy Malone, Dr. Malone, to release the 4,000-plus names he has. Be rather interesting. We know the Canadian government is completely a WEF product. We know, prob- well, we don't know, but I'm pretty sure, uh, well, we know Zelensky, Ukraine is WEF. Um, who knows what's going on in Canada, uh, inside the United States, but essentially, yes, we are going to have to, as Ocasio-Cortez said, we are going to have to have this great purge. We are going to. And when it starts, it can't start soon enough. Some say it's going to start, let's say, in uh, November 2022 at the uh, midterm elections. Well, you got to ask yourself, what makes you so sure you're actually going to get there? Do you really think you're going to get there? If so, okay, hold out for it. Why not? But I'm not so sure you're actually going to get there. You know, you go again to China and see the nonsense, the pictures. Who knows if this stuff is is real or not? Borla, again, he's out there. He's saying here that those of us, again, who, who are spreading misinformation, we're all criminals. And, again, this is typical Jewish stupidity, but you get used to it over time. But I, but I, I believe I've heard you talk about those who would deliberately peddle in misinformation as criminals. Is, is that something that you stand by, that you believe in? 
Yes, I, I do, because they are, they are literally cost lives. They know what that they are saying is lie, but they do it despite that. And of course, he's talking about himself. He's talking about Tony Fauci. He's talking about Rochelle Walensky. Yes, they cost lives, and they know they're doing it. See, he's not telling you a lie. He's just misdirecting to you what you think the target should be. He's just talking about himself. He's talking about Walensky. He says they are criminals. And that's what we're up against. A massive criminal cabal. It's the Fetch, everybody. Thanks for listening. Again, March 31st. We will see you all next Saturday, this coming Saturday, I should say. 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern right here on Revolution Radio at FreedomSense.com. Good night, everybody.